Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash roll together forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Adventure! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Huxley's Book Club. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Mike, and I'll be your Dungeon Master tonight. We're thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG. Uh, the book club its going to be wholesome, confusing, and potentially, hopefully at the end, wholesome again. Um, but we'll see if we can keep track. Well, for those who are new, to Dungeons and Dragons, everyone here plays fantasy characters in our fantasy universe. The five players each have their own unique character with sheets that tell them who they are, what they can do, their deepest secrets, and what dice to roll. They mostly will be rolling 20-sided dice to see if they succeed in what they're trying to do. 20 is good, one usually hilariously bad. And whilst they play their characters, everything else in the fantasy universe is played by me. People, monsters, weather patterns, you name it. Between me describing the world and the story, the players describing what they want to do, and some dice rolls to keep things unpredictable and interesting for us all, we will tell our story. Let's meet the players and hear a word from our sponsors. Hello, my name is Liz. I use they, them pronouns, and I will be playing Huxley Bricklesnout, who uses he, him pronouns. Huxley is a cute old bugbear. He's brightly coloured with blues and pink fur. Uh, he's a wizard of the scribe variety. Uh, was a temporary member of the Shepherds, hoping to get back there soon. Um, but his main job is a library shelf stacker, um, and perhaps something that m not many people know, the founder and leader of a book club at Blackstaff Academy. Hi, I'm Johnny. I use he, him pronouns, and I am playing Blaze, who uses they, them pronouns. Blaze is a tiny little fire elemental. Um, they are a genie warlock, and they like to keep everyone's coffee warm, which is a nice little trick that they can bring to the table when uh, sitting down for a warm cup of something at a nice, safe book club. Hi, I'm Evie, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Tine Vandermeer, who also uses she, her pronouns. After the events of Ancient Antics, in which Tine heroically and selflessly gave up her princess title for the pig folk and found out that prophecies are not real, uh, she wrote a memoir of her adventures and has subsequently joined Huckley's Book Club uh, to kind of peddle the memoir a little bit and just to make some new friends. So we'll see what this new chapter entails. Hi, I'm Josh. I use he, him pronouns and I will be playing Alaric Syrian, who also uses he, him pronouns. Alaric is a ranger rogue. He will tell you a lot that he is retired and he is no longer an adventurer and he goes on about that quite a lot. You, He also has a very big fascination with a book called 50 Shades of Fae. Hopefully that comes up at some point. My name is Nathan and today I will be playing Grimnir Dirgeblade, who also uses he, him pronouns. Uh, Grimnir the Dragonborn is a renowned reaver, plunderer, murderer, and adventurer who is trying to get a bit better handle on his rage and settle into his middle-aged years in this book club. We are delighted to be sponsored by Heroforge. 
HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the Pro Membership where you can get premium access to features ahead of time and beta access to things um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at HeroForge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering and more. My favourite part of their collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com. And just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials. It's all great stuff. You should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. You can be playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum test. We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons & Dragons' Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat, and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours and there will be roughly a five to 10 minute break somewhere towards the middle. We run shows on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at 6 p.m. Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. in mainland Britain, and 2 a.m. Tuesday mornings in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays, we run TTRPG streams. These can be one-shots, four, six, eight, whew or even 12 weeks long. 
You can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash RPG slash schedule. On Tuesdays, we have our ongoing campaign, Fracture. And on Fridays, we have our talk show, Talk Together and Talking is a Free Action, which lasts for one hour. We are Roll Together RPG on all socials, so find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat. Help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan Discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. Um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Finally, we play a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with wide ranging sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive and we encourage and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are of a different gender to their own. We aim to avoid misgendering, but acknowledge that it does happen and have a company policy in place for correcting people on pronouns. If we miss an instance of misgendering, we are open to being corrected, so please do just let us know if you think what has been missed. Check out exclamation safety in chat for content warnings and some of the safety tools that we use through the TTRPG Safety Toolkit. And now, let's begin. previous three um we're starting in quite a precarious um situation we've come face to face with an adult sapphire dragon um journeying through blaze's um story we have found ourselves um escaping together um and through fighting these fire creatures who are trying to drag Blaze back into the prison of sorts, and you awoke the dragon. It screeched out and blasted you with this force um, from its um, force breath, I guess we could call it, um, where we now find Tine. You're up, but you can see the creature as sort of abreast back after blasting you all of this power and it's sort of slowly just like curling itself around its neck sort of swooping and watching sort of for the next move of you guys take take a moment just to acknowledge that you just said abreast <laughs> I, I just like to take a moment um okay <laughs> <laughs> no boob 
I'm a stereo. Sorry, I... <laughs> if 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 I could joke, uh, rage quit the the thing and turn off my camera as a, <laughs> as a in a form of protest without messing things up, this is where I would do that. You do the disappointing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We got we got the big big dragon. We got two fire elementals. Yes, you've got two that are currently sort of having a wrestling match with Blaze, um, and one is being sort of like crushed by Huxley's um, or Huxley's hand. Huxley's um, hand. I get I cannot get that wrong. I would defend it to many people. Um, <laughs> um, and I would just to give you a slight bit of context for the space that you're in as well. You've got Reginald currently on your shoulder, so don't forget that. And you have around about 60-foot tall in the cavern. Um, that might be helpful for Huxley later as well, seeing as I know what he usually likes to do. Um, <laughs> Run away and never come back. Um, the dragon itself is around about 40-foot in front of you, and it's on a slight sort of height as it's on top of its horns looking down at you. Familiar as I am with dragons, mm-hmm. would, would I have any idea what's good against a sapphire? Like what what's their deal is? Do you want to? I'll give you this one for free. Normally it's an action, but I'll just because it, this would be some sort of generally your kind of knowledge. Do you want to just give me a history check? Um, or you may argue for a different role if you think it would be more suitable here. Uh, I think history is fine. Just checking to see that there's nothing. I mean, and and Tina's been hanging around, uh, around Grimnir, who is also a gem dragonborn. So, <laughs> I'm sure it would have come up, right? I got a dirty twenty. On a dirty twenty, well, no problem. You know that oh, deal no, is no, like. <laughs> okay, that's actually a dirty twenty-two with help. Ooh, fantastic! Um, you you know that I mean, quite difficult to you know scare them. Dragons don't really, especially ones this old. They don't get they don't get scared by much, um, and their their deal is like it's like lightning, thunder, force. So you'd be aware that that sort of, um, if you're looking for more behavioural, it's they are generally very very territorial. Like they're not interested. They won't come after you as such. But if you're in their space, then they don't like it. Um, they're burrowers, hence why you're underground in this sort of cavern, um, and they're very adept at burrowing around. And their lair... Um, what could we tell you about their lair? Um, it creates this very clever trick where if it uses its power, it can almost make um, its thunder and stuff like cascade and bounce around the lair which you might be aware of in some form, like just being, a, not just looking at the dragon, being aware of your surroundings can be very important in a cave like this. Um, and they're very dangerous, I think is very <laughs> simple. Um, and as far as you remember, they are relatively intelligent and they may be able to use more than just their sort of draconic power, they might be able to wield other sorts of magic as well. Quite Reggie level, but getting there. Yeah. Ooh. Although if Reggie in his form currently, 
<laughs> you might have to. <laughs> that leads me to a question. What kind of range does Reggie's breath weapon have? Um, it's, if you want to pull it up, um, so you've got it, it is the, your, the spell um, version. Dragon's breath? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, that um, he's using. So that can give you a bit of a reference. Okay, 15 foot cone, cool. Okay, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, kind of do a cross and do some kind of draconic magic symbols with my hands, spread my arms out, and uh, big blue fiery gold-tinted wings uh, spring out of my back, semi-ethereal looking, as I launch into the air very majestically. Um, And that is a bonus action for my... I'm going to say to my my cold dragon, my chip, my chili boy, uh, to go after the uh, elementals in a moment because they go after my turn. Uh, I'm going to use. I'm just going to. I'm just going to give a catapult on a dragon scale. Give it a claw to the big boy. Nice. I think. Uh, hey, so can it make a dex save for me? I can. If I had dice, which I A dex saving through. Mm-hmm. That is a six. That does not beat a 21. Uh, so I'm going to use a second level spell slot to do 48 of. What kind of damage is it? I can't see what kind of damage it is, and now I can't read because I'm panicking. I think it's bludgeoning, but I may be wrong. Or just force. Bludgeoning, yeah. Okay, so that was... Bear with me, sorry for being slow. No, no. D8. D8. Uh, Get some damage down range. Oh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Bludgeoning damage on the claw. 23. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, let's take that off. Uh, that's the end of my actions. But now my cold dragon <laughs> is going to go after the one with, uh, that's under Huxley's hand. Okay. Okay. And it gets to do... Oh, there's so much scrolling. It gets <laughs> to do one rend and one breath, rep- breath weapon. Uh, so let's see if the rend hits. It's just a melee... <laughs> Well, pit attack with my spellcasting modifier for a 38 to hit, I think. Oh, yes. Like I'm not right that I can do about that. <laughs> cool. Uh, that is ooh, uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, and then I summoned it with that. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That's uh, 16 of the piercing damage. Yep. And then can I make another, and then can it make a dex save? Dex saving throw. What's going on? Um, That's only a nine. That also does not make it. So it takes uh, six, seven, eight, nine, nine cold damage. Nine cold. You know, it's just a lawnmower of of elements. Pretty much. Maybe they they should have called you the Element Queen or Empress, not. 
would have been better than Ice Princess. The, the monarch of, <laughs> probably <laughs> the monarch of of temperature or something. I'll workshop it on the <laughs> elemental monarch. It is now one of the um, fire creatures turns that's currently grappled. It's going to attempt to use one of his actions to break free with a contested. That's only a fifteen. So it displays. D twenty. It's just a flat D twenty. This fire elemental is not as strong. Or is it? That's an eleven. Eleven. It manages to break free. Um. I'm going to see if it can recharge. It can't. Sure. It does not. So that is its turn. As it breaks free, but it doesn't leave your space. It almost sort of like pulls across, almost like trying to get wrap itself around your shoulders. Um, the flames, your your flames and its flames, are more or less like doing like a dance around each other at the moment. Um, it's on me, is it now? It's it's sort of around you. It's broken free from the grapple, and you can see it's almost like attempting to sort of get in your space, ready to grab you next round. Blaze, you are now up. My fire elemental would like to attempt to stop that happening by punching it in the face twice with its touch attack. <laughs> um, so that would be get off him. Uh, but again, this is the amalgamation of everyone, so it's kind of like, <laughs> it's a little bit strange to look at. Go to sleep, uh, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> That's a natural one for a seven and a 17. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> the natural one, what should we do? Nothing. I'm thinking this is going to open up. Be, be kind. Highs or lows? Lows. Okay. Just like my health. <laughs> oh, dice are on your side still. Um, it just sort of like, um, you notice it's, it, they drop the ball on this attack, but, but the um, fire creature just doesn't manage to like um, jump on top of it. They just don't get the timings right um, <clears throat> on this one, which is quite a lucky break. The 17 hit or not? A uh, 17 just misses. Okay, no problem at all. Well, as that attack misses, you see the um, the form of the fire elemental just dissipate as I drop concentration. <laughs> and um, I kind of like, I'm like trying to get it off me and I see what Tina is doing. And um, for a moment, there's like, uh, you see Bla um, Blaze's face, you see them the fear in their eyes kind of like dissipates for a second. And again, there's that kind of jealousy that Tina is so cool with um, with her magic. And um, Blaze puts their hands out and starts to kind of um, like lift them up as if trying to pull some invisible force up from the ground. And you know when it's a really hot day and the tarmac is like heating up and you can oh, see you that. Yeah, you yeah. see the haze start building around around Blaze. And it doesn't just kind of stem from there, it extends out all around, all around them. And you see it kind of coalesce just to one side into this kind of, it looks like a pillar about five, maybe 10 feet tall until with a, like a third year when you just see a large draconic dragon foot appear on the left of 
blaze. And then it coalesces to the right and another large draconic foot made out of this fiery mirage energy thumps down onto the ground to the right. And this continues on as blaze is pulling this, all this heat directly towards them. And I'm going to use my limited wish to do a sixth level to summon draconic spirit. There is so many dragons. There are so many dragons. <laughs> so just so you know, this is a large creature. This is yeah. a, uh, a calling forth a draconic spirit, which is manifesting. Um, I don't know what type of dragon, a fiery dragon, a red dragon? Uh, yeah. I wanted to be cool and be like, yeah, it's a gem dragon too, but it's we could, Yeah, it's, like <laughs> so you can keep it. it's a ruby dragon. There we go. It's red. Oh, it's um, very sweet. That's buds. <laughs> um, the creature is loyal to me and my companions and it's got a stat box placed on the level of spell I've done but ignore that I've got that all written down here um, but Fantastic. it does get a number of rend attacks equal to half the spells level rounded down so I get to make three rend attacks because it's level six so half the spells which is three yeah yeah and also one breath attack I know I, was, I thought I see I was like didn't you you should have got an extra attack on yours um, read well under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to make three rend attacks against this fire elemental, which will be. Um, I will just roll. I'll just roll three d twenties. Are you going to attack all on one? Are you a, so? So just for context, are you going for the one that you've still got grappled, or are you going for the one? Oh no, my fire element. My fire elemental's gone. Oh, it's, con brilliant. it's concentration. So, so you're just gonna yeah, and I'm pretty sure limited wish, limited wish allows me to cast a spell, but I then have to use the concentration of that new spell. So yes. I'm using concentration on this new one. Um, so the fire elemental wolf and then puffed out, and then this new dragon is kind of spectrally appearing around around them, and yeah, all three attacks just on the one that is currently in my area because I am not not okay inside. <laughs> Okay, so I'm still not the best, but what's my spell attack? Where do I see that? It's plus 12. So it's a 27, a 22, oh, yeah. and a 14. Uh, two hit, one miss. Okay, perfect. So the damage of it is 1d6. So it'd be 2d6 plus 8, plus the spells, plus 12. What's maths? 12 plus 8 is 20, so it'd be 2d6 plus 20. Oh, easy maths. It's not even difficult. So that'd be 26 points of damage. Uh, what sort of damage is that for me, please? Piercing. Piercing, very good. And then it's also going to use its breath attack as well as it can. Um, so it's going to exhale destructive fire energy in a 30-foot can in front of it, um, hitting, if it can, both the elementals and the dragon, or just the one elemental and the dragon. Uh, I can't see why you wouldn't be able to get all three. Okay, then they need to make dexterity saving throws, please. So we'll start with the dragon. I have lost the damage of the breath with a 17 failing okay i'm gonna burn a legendary resistance then for that one okay uh, how dare you mike go ahead go ahead Burned it so up. the the sapphire dragon passes and then for the two fire creatures 
we got a 19. That's a failure. And a, another 19. Another failure. So, one success, two failures. However, if I'm, I am right, you know, that the damage of this breath attack is not that high. No, it's like 2d6. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Okay, good. I thought I was reading it wrong. Um, so that will be eight points of fire damage. If they're resistant, remember, if they're immune, they're resistant. And if they're resistant, yeah. they have nothing. You do notice that this attack doesn't land the same way you thought it might. Um, it doesn't seem to be as effective as you um, were. On the, I know on the elementals that I was resist, they were resistant to me, not immune. Does it have any? Is it the same on the dragon? The dragon. Um, because he would take half, but would, half? Uh, you know that you would notice the dragon does seem to be fully affected by it. Okay, cool, perfect. Other than the fact that it got just out the way somehow, wicked. Um, Fantastic turn. Are we still going? Oh yeah, and then <laughs> um, Blaze. As this fiery mirage is coalescing, it superheats around Blaze's arm and turns into a flame blade. I'm going to use my bonus action to cast flame blade. Brilliant. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> it is now the final fire creature's turn. It's going to sort of attempt to skid around. Now, are you right next to your um, summoned dragon? As it's, spo- it's supposed to be over me, kind of protectively, yeah. you know, so I'm kind of directly beneath its bid section. Was the it's going to almost try and skid down and yank your foot out from underneath you. No, it oh. can't do that. Or is it going to attempt to anyway? Um, But it probably isn't going to hurt you that much. We'll see. Um, Or a 18 to hit. Yes, my armor class is 12. Uh, Silvery barbs, please. Oh, wait, 15. Silvery barbs. I have major armor up, so it's 15. My secret. So that makes it. That's actually higher. That's twenty-two to hit. Are you dishing out the advantage too? Oh, uh, advantage. Good question, Alaric, please. Brilliant. So it pulls through, and this isn't. It's like it's the actual claw itself that grabs your sort of leg and tries to yank you through on it pierces your sort of um lower muscle and just sort of like grabs on with a uh nine points of force damage okay it is then going to sort of use that momentum oh wait it would it would say that the dragon would notice that I'm suddenly quite resistant to force damage. Oh. <laughs> oh nice. As Very I good. share the resistance of the dragon that I summon. So I'm now resistant to force, neurotic, psychic, radiant, and thunder. Fantastic. <clears throat> and fire. So it, it it doesn't land just as hard as you um as it the creature would have hoped to. Um it's going to attempt to frustratingly slash out at you again. Is that with... five or four, sorry? Because do we round up or round down? Uh, I round up, but you gain the benefit of rounding up as well. Okay. 
for a 17 to hit. Uh, also, yes. Yes. That's, uh, that's another nine, which would make it five. Um, as it sort of slashes into your chest. As this happens, I'm going, can I hellish rebuke? Absolutely. <laughs> Just get off me! Is it a wisdom saving throw? A dex saving throw again. Oh, a dex saving throw. Sorry. There's just, again, um, there's like a superheatingness beneath the dragon and an explosion of fire. That is only a 13. Perfect. So um, I have to cast it at the max level, and I assume. How much damage is it? Um, when you cast a spell, you spell a second level higher, the damage increases by 1d10. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So that's 6d10 damage. And that's another spell slot gotten. But that's 41 points of damage. Okay, even even half, you just wiped this creature from the game. <laughs> um, how do you want this to just... Do you want it just to get, like, turned to Ash? Um, no, I think, I think or... the, the, the Chronic Spirit just had snakes down, grabs it, and just rips it into pieces. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> We are now back at the top of the round, Alaric. Where are you? What what would you like to do? Uh, I'm currently on one knee. I'm looking around. There's definitely loads of dragon-related creatures <laughs> in this dungeon. There's a lot of dragons. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm feeling very exhausted, and I'm going to look around and see the sapphire dragon. Uh, Luxley, I think we need to get everybody back into the lamp. Uh, I don't believe these elemental creatures are anything to do with the Prattler's story, but if we can get back in there, we can deal with them rather than this dragon. I have a theory. I'm going to put it into practice now. Blaze, I'm sorry. And I'm going to stand up and I'm just going to run towards the dragon. How high up is it on its mound? How high up is um, it? I'd, I'd give you about, it's sort of like eight, nine foot at an incline, so we'll just say ten foot. Okay, I'm going to run forward, and as I run forward, I'm going to say, as Alaric strode towards the Sapphire Dragon preparing his final sacrifice of attacks, he feels empowered by super psychic energy, looking up to the sky. (laughs) Make make a persuasion check. I'm going to use... uh, That's an 18. Uh... Do you feel slowly embrimming with this new power? Uh, and I'm going to jump and summon a dagger in my hand, a psychic dagger in my hand, which I turn as I sort of jump and spin, and you hear my back crack because I'm old and I can't move that well. I throw <laughs> the dagger towards one of the remaining elementals. And before I do that, I teleport 10 feet in the air. You are creating some absolute spectacles in my mind with the way you're doing this. For a 12 to hit? A 12 to hit. So it's the fire elemental. No, but what you notice is... Well, well, as you're sort of narrating and doing this epic turn and creating this summon, you throw and you immediately know, after years and years and years of experience, that that's not, that's off. That's not going to land. You notice the blade almost curve into the pocket. It hits. I shall roll damage then. 
Oh, yes. I have to do something now. Yes, that's going to be uh, 10 points of damage in total. For some reason, it didn't come up with the total bar. Oh, well, that's 10 points of damage in total. Yeah. Uh, Was that the one that's grappled or the one that's harassing Blaze? The one that's harassing Blaze. Didn't I eat that one? Could use advantage on that as well. There's two. Oh, there's one there. Uh, I could use advantage on the next one, I reckon. I think it has to be the first bit, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As I finish spinning around after throwing the dagger, I teleport again another 10 feet towards the dragon and I throw a dagger at the dragon. Uh, This one will be with advantage. That is a 19 to hit. 19 hits. I just realised that I was rolling the wrong dagger, but it's fine. Uh, that is nine points of uh, piercing damage. Psychic damage, sorry. Is it psychic blades? And then I'm going to land on it. On its head, hopefully. And then with my cane blade, I'm going to jab it in the eye. Wrong dragon! For a 19 to hit. A 19 hits again. Uh, Which is going to be 12 points of damage. And as I've jabbed it in the eye, it probably recoils or something. I'll swing underneath it and flip up the other side and summon one final long spear, psychic spear (laughs) in my hand, pull it out of the ether, and I'll jab it in the other eye. I love Alaric so much. (laughs) Why are you pulling these weapons from? He's absolutely putting My it room. That's a 21 to hit. Oh, yes. <laughs> damage. Damage. Come on, I'm not that old. Why are you not rolling damage? I'm just going to roll the dice. <laughs> that is 10 points of psychic damage, and then I'm going to attempt to land on its head, and I'm just going to turn to everybody and say, Run! <laughs> Would you like me absolutely to make an acrobatics check? Legendary run that as you scream run the dragon is going to use one of its legendary actions to sort of shift to one side and you see the two claws like come up and almost like flap around Alaric smothering him <laughs> with a see if you can weed your way that is a 19 to hit uh i believe 19 will hit me yes as it slams its claws into you um you hear like that sort of slight <clears throat> of um alaric's breath being taken away after trying to shout <laughs> I'm sorry, a dragon is two legs, two arms, so I just imagine it like claps upwards and then just thumps <laughs> onto the ground. It just headbutts the floor. Like a, like a fly. Yeah. And <laughs> 14 points of slashing damage. Oh, I apologize. Would you mind rolling that attack again with disadvantage? Because I forgot that I have a cloak of displacement on. Absolutely. Let's try that again, shall we? For a 
15. 15. Um, I will take that 14 hit points back, and as it goes to clap, I will uh, Spider-Man landing duck underneath the claws, and then I'll just... That's uh, very nice. My back and my knees. <laughs> oh, I can't do this much longer. Huxley. Rock. So having had mixed messages, I've <laughs> been advised that we leave, but Alaric seemed very keen on hitting things. Um, as a bonus action anyway, I'm going to ask my hand to uh, just crush the elemental within, um, <laughs> which it will do. I think it just does it automatically. I will just triple check. Seems very easy. Yeah, it's yeah you just crush. Oh, that is 2d6. I will roll real dice in this instance. Uh, that is 5 plus 5, 10 points of bludgeoning damage to the elemental. Nice. You're noticing like bits of fire almost like protruding out of the sort of between the knuckles as it's getting crushed more and more and more. So we've got one of the elemental ele- ugh, elementals grappled. One <coughs> of them is gone. The yep. other is gone, or the other is... There's one left that's sort of in Blaze, and Blaze is summoned Dragon's soft space. And Blaze is looking rather... Unfortunately fiery, healthy. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Uh, Tina is doing what Tina does. Grimnir is looking well-toned, as normal. Alaric <laughs> is smothered beneath some dragon hands. But looks perfectly healthy. Huxley ponders uh, for the six seconds of his turn, um, four seconds of his turn, wondering <laughs> specifically what to do, because if we were to go back into the uh, lamp, that seems like a step backwards, and I don't think the Prattler would be too happy with that. Uh, so, instead, Huxley will uh, kind of cast this in a not even thinking about it but he's like trying to process what's going on his hands are moving and he's saying words which is the verbal and somatic component for mirror image and three of Huxley will turn up and I guess it looks like yarn that unravels from his fur as like one Huxley appears two Huxley appears three Huxley appears no um, and then with those three going on still pondering in his own mind absent-mindedly will just fly around the dragon and away from the dragon, probably inducing an attack of opportunity, Mike, if you wanted to uh, to go for it. I that. mean, the dragon won't say no. Uh, with a 21 to hit. Okay, I'm going to roll a 20, just to see if that hits one of the mirror images. Um, Yes, that will hit one of the mirror images and they poof away. Uh, but that's the reaction for the dragon used. Should you wish to move Alaric, you should be all right. Um, <laughs> and that is Huxley's turn for the moment. Fantastic. Grimnir. That's so cool. Quick question. Yes. How many of the elemental kind of guys who are not large ancient dragon are still on the field after, again, kind of going through the various lawn mowers of the rest of my party? We've got two. One of them's been crushed by Huxley's hand, and the other one is sort of harassing Blaze at this moment and in time. Are they are they relatively close to each other? Um, to an extent, then, but say, the fighting's 15 kind of feet or so. 
Um, for you, always, Nathan. Always. Hey. <laughs> that's that's what every player loves to hear. So for you, sure. But other players are like, so Grimnir Grimnir looks over at Alaric, who is just smacked on the ground or <laughs> or or being uh, squeezed or whatever. Uh, I guess verb is appropriate. And Grimnir is Grimnir looks around, still raging and makes direct eye contact with him and says, I like the way you solve problems. This is a great idea. There's so, uh, but there's so many other dragons here now. Uh, uh, I just, I always liked being the only dragon who's around. No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Wait, wait, I'll show him. Oh, yes. And then he like, does this like huge bestial roar and from his back two spectral wings emerge yes. as he's just the anime screaming <laughs> are they bigger than mine Ooh, good question i don't know i don't know if the, if the lore check. says it or not uh we, we can we can we can have a wing measuring contest after the fun after the fight <laughs> a, a wing off yeah, exactly. As 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 we say in the business. Um, and uh, so I have flying speed now and can hover, uh, but I'm not going to go up to the dragon just yet. No, he is going to do kind of a if he has the, the movement, uh, you know, kind of theatrically is going to do a like a, a fun little strafe to do a quick breath weapon attack against the two elementals that are still there um and is going to as part of as, as part of my um as part of my attack action i can replace one of my attacks with a breath weapon so i would like the elementals uh, or anyone who's you know kind of close enough uh to make me a dexterity saving throw please i'm pretty sure the one that's grappled just also fails um or is it just disadvantage i don't think it's either i think Neither. It's, mm, i don't th think it's it. you just can't move mm. yeah hmm. It's restraint when the bad stuff comes Unless, in. Unless, Mike, you'd, you want to impose that rule on yourself. In I'm going to give them disadvantage because they're grapples. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> what a silly yeah, rule. <laughs> Maybe they just wriggle a lot. <laughs> yeah. So we got a 15 on the dice or a 10 on the dice, which would make it 14, which gives you information. That is a failure. On the one that has been crushed by Huxley's hand, the second van is a 18 on the dice that is, that is passed yes sorry does huxley's hand need to make a save as well because it can if it's in the line of fire yeah i've been nice but it was getting burnt it's getting burnt <laughs> sorry liz huxley's hand has a hit point pool, a 13 it? did huh? you say 13 you said 19. oh that's a pass uh, so anyone who passed takes half damage, for, but it is a total of, I just did, uh, 17 points of radiant damage, actually, Ooh. believe it or not. Nice. Uh, uh, comes like, see, this like golden like sunlight beam is just like emerging from his still screaming mouth as he just like <laughs> flies by and kind of strafes and still, still screaming flies up to this big dragon. Uh, and just continues screaming at it, and then just does That's one last huge swing with his greatsword. The um, fire creature that is inside of Big um, Huxley's hand, sorry. 
Not get that wrong. Um, is starting to falter. The flame is dimming quite a lot. Uh, he's going to recklessly attack. And, ooh, that is two 17s on 2 d twenty. Sorry, just clarify what we're attacking yes. now. Oh, sorry, the dragon, the big... The dragon. The big the one. dragon. <laughs> the dragon. So that is a, a, a very high number, a 20-something to hit, hopefully, that... What oh, yes. Remember what I did? Yeah, a 27 to hit. It takes... Oh boy, a lot of damage. 15 <laughs> slashing damage, and it is magic in case that is useful. It also takes an additional five necrotic damage, I think, uh, because I have a radiant damage. No, an additional nine radiant damage. And then I am going to spend my final, um, my final uh, uh, superiority dice, and I would like it to make me a wisdom saving throw, please. That is a 14. That is a failure. And uh, use a second legendary resistance to be water. And it just makes it so it, it, it succeeds, correct? Yes. Great. Uh, well, then I will not I, I will not be such an intimidating presence being a large barbarian just screaming and emitting energy through the front and the back. Um, is that's fine or whatever if this dragon is cool like that, but it does still take six more points of magical slashing damage, and that will be the end of Grimnir's turn. We have some absolute dynamite turns at the moment. It is now initiative 20, the lair action. No, can everybody make a constitution saving throw? These are the ones I want to get at 19. 19. Less than 19. Less by, than 19. <laughs> by about 10, so nine. <laughs> I have a, I have a, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, I have a plus eight to my constitution uh, saving throw, so I got an uh, 11. Nice. <laughs> Snap, I also got 11. I rolled an 11 for a 15. Okay, so anybody under 15? Fifteen uh, or gonna, under, or just under fifteen. Um, fifteen or under. Oh no, you meets it, beats it. So yeah, so so yeah through a whole load of emotions then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you all take uh, eight thunder damage if you failed or if you passed. And anybody that failed is now under the condition of stunned as a huge, awesome thunder cascades around the cape, bouncing off. You can almost visualize these um, sort of plumes of crackling energy as it slams around and it's slamming around, just echoes more and more around your ears until half of you feel like they're going to burst as you you nearly scream out, holding your hands over your ears. Um, you are now stunned until the end of its next turn. Guys, no, I only bad. rolled a four, but I'm going to use Absorb Elements at level two to half that, and there's no reason for it. Wait, yeah. I also just remembered that I have a thing. 
Uh, boy, it is it is really tough playing a high level character for only a couple episodes because then you <laughs> only remember. Wait, I have a thing. Uh, as a hold on, shit, it's right here. I know it. There it is. Um, uh, if you fail a saving throw while you're raging, you can re-roll it and must use the new roll. You can use this ability once per rage. I would like to re-roll that, please. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because I am, I am still is it just indomitable. You're talking about uh, no. Oh, sorry. It is called fanatical focus. Oh, for I am a zealot barbarian. Very good. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So I rolled a three on the die the first time. Uh-huh. Okay. And mathematically, it's like I have a plus eight. That's so good. I rolled a one on the die this time. Ah, uh, yeah. So that okay. dice is going to hell. And I'm oh, using yeah. the two that I rolled two 17s on. I'm going to like to take those back, please. Now, thank you. <laughs> I pass by hands, hands up of shame if you are now stunned. Oh. Huxley's right. hand is still going, though. <laughs> Oh, I fantastic. Have not lost concentration on my dragon. My dragon passed and is also not stunned. <laughs> Very good. I um, also still have concentration on Zephyr Strike. Fantastic. You're looking after me because I'm not keeping track. Uh, Blaze, do you want to let us know the fate of your dragon? It's gone. It oh, passed the saving throw, but I'm stunned, so it's gone. Yeah. Uh, that was a good use of my limited wish spell the Sapphire Dragon's turn once again. Which is quite good for the stun. Oh. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's the lair action stun, not the air. Sorry. Uh, I just rolled for no reason. I need to check if um, my breath attack recharges. Nope. You're safe. It is then going to debatable. <laughs> I just, I just like to say that if the dragon decides to move or anything, and I'm on its head, I'm not trying to hold on. I'm trying to surf it. I'm trying to make it more <laughs> acrobatics than athletics. An alaric okay. cat. Good to know. Well, it's finding you very uh-huh. irritating being on top of it. So it is going to attempt to like flick its neck round and you know like when you play fighting with the dog and you hold them sort of on on the neck and they like try to gnaw at your hand but they just can't quite get it it's going to attempt to do that but then like actually try to catch you with its teeth um like when 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 you flick your hair to the side i was like l'oreal l'oreal wait sorry we gotta do this that's what the dragons do l'oreal oh Uh, it, yes, a... this dragon does have like an in, like just luscious locks. Mm-hmm. I'm currently entangled in them. If it's making an attack roll, that's with disadvantage, please. Yeah, that's good. So that makes it a twenty-eight. Um, yes. Oh, a dragon got you. Ah. <laughs> Uh, 18 points of piercing damage and 7 points of thunder damage as it manages to sort of like one of its teeth just cracks down and you get this almost static thunder like rattle your bones which is not nice on um, a gentleman your age yes that hurt most of my body's numb anyway but that just was a bit of a shock 
now it's got purchase and sort of got an idea of where you are, it's going to sort of like pull its claws back up and try and swat you off again with uh, a... This won't be with disadvantage because the Koga Displacement's effect ends Yeah. until the start of my next turn, if you hit me. That's a 26 to hit. Oh, yes. Um, another 19 points of piercing damage. Um, plus five thunder on top. Oh no, sorry, take that thunder off. That five doesn't count as a claw after that. And it's now it's realized it can get to you. It's going to try to claw at you again. You're bugging it, but you're on top of it. It's also or a another tasty paralyzed or stunned dragonborn right right here who wants to eat an old man look at this lean cut of beef in front of you <laughs> you're, you're, currently, you're currently not a problem to it the problem is the thing that's on its head as the as the final attack comes from the dragon some sort of psychic shield protects me protects us all I can't speak no it hits me <laughs> yeah it slams into you with a 14 points of piercing. Alaric looks bloodied and old. He looks like oh. he's aged about 20 years from those attacks. <laughs> oh, that's fine. He always looks old. Yeah. Frustrated, it is going to use its bonus action as one second you're on top of it, the next you're like, it goes and um, you fall from the top and land in the horde and sort of skitter along trying to get yourself self back almost like you're going down the side of a snow hill with the way like it's all falling away from below you um as the dragon disappears um although appears quite quickly after as it appears right behind huxley in the air um half on the side of the cavern um sort of gripping onto the rocks and looking down at you. Tine. How is our big dragony friend looking? Unperturbed. Unperturbed. You mean Grimnir. Grimnir looks, <laughs> eh, wish it was, it's fine. <laughs> A little turbed. There's a couple of scars, there's a couple of scorch marks, um, but it is not looking particularly bothered as of right now. Looks more irritated. Okay, I will call my mini draconic army to me (laughs) of of my summoned dragon, as well as. uh, I was about to say Mushu. No, it's not Mushu. (laughs) It's it's Reggie, who I forgot about on my last turn. Oh, sorry, me too, as well. Oh, Reggie. Sorry, there's so many dragons to keep track of. Um, So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little uh, pirouette in the the air as I kind of make my way over a little bit closer to the Sapphire Dragon um, and try and make it look as graceful as I can, despite the fact I'm not very experienced with these wings. But I try my best. Um, And then I'm going to uh, launch a fireball as my main action, using sorcery points to change the damage to force damage. Very good. Uh, can I make a dex save? It can. Uh, that is a 24. Yeah, that does pass, but it takes half damage, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. So, oh my god. Oh, oh, oh my god, okay. Uh, sorry, I roll of the eight d6s. Um, I've rolled seven of them, and four of them were sixes. Okay. Okay, what, what's four times six? Four times six. 24. 24, thank you. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. Yes. 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. The other one was a six. I don't know. I don't know what to and, tell you. And we do exploding dice, right? So let's just keep that rolling. <laughs> um, so that's 46 halved, though. So... 23. 23 force damage. Um, I get to roll on my elemental shard. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's go to one. So what does that mean? It's just the... Oh, do, I get to fly up to 60 feet without provoking opportunity attacks. <laughs> Um, so I will actually, if, if it's okay, use that after I have unloaded uh, Reggie and my spiritual dragon. If that's okay. I'll let that. I'll let that fly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. First, I'll go with Reggie's breath weapon because uh, Reggie's the best. And is that would just be a second level one, right? Uh, yeah, the base. Okay. Cool. Uh, can you make another deck save? Um, a 27. 27. Yep, that makes it, but it still takes half. Uh, so that was 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, uh, 6 fire damage for Reggie. 36. Nice. Ooh, and now my cold dragon, my, my very chilly boy. Um, it was, it was a level six spiritual dragon. That's that was three round attacks, right, Johnny? Yes. Cool. Three uh, round one breath. Excellent. Let me roll these attacks. Okay, that is uh, seventeen to hit on the first one. That just misses. Ooh. Eighteen to hit on the second one. That just hits. <laughs> On a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> We're going up slowly. True. <laughs> this, this is your empire. Oh <laughs> this my is God. the Empress, Empress Tino begins. This is where it starts. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Rens, they do a d6 plus four for each. So, but then, okay, so let's do that. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 on the rents. And then I do a breath weapon, which is another deck save. It's having to do a lot of deck saves. I'm going to have to burn my final resistance to pass that one. Ah, okay. I think it still takes half as much. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'll, I'll still I'll still go with it. Uh, oh, that's didn't that didn't roll very well there. It was three halved. Three halved. One Two. cold damage, yes. please. Great hit! It, that it, the creature, the dragon, does not look impressed by all of those attacks, especially when you just sort of like pull away and you see it almost like frustratingly tries to swipe out at you, Tina. But you just sort of the some kind of magic that has. Well, would you like to describe how the shard just stops this attack from just landing at all? So it gets frustrated and swat, almost swatting at you in the air. 
I think the shard, because it's um, of the air elementals, it kind of, a, a wind buffets around me and just kind of uh, pulls me backwards, like a kind of parachute going, as I just kind of do that. <laughs> Brilliant. After a fantastic turn from Tine, I'm going to burn all three of my legendary actions mm-hmm. as it gets very frustrated towards Tina as it's swatting at her. It's going to, you you hear it almost like do this low growl, as you notice from either side of it, two of these stalactites just like lift up in the air and turn towards you, sort of on either side of the dragon as they get flung towards you with like a curl of its lips. Can you make me... And... Well, actually, can everybody make me... Oh, no, sorry. I lie. It just targets one. It's not an area of effect. I thought it was. Um, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw, please, Tina. Flipped it off. Oh, my heart just dropped there, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a good chance I could have taken you with that one. (laughs) Well, and especially with uh, some of us being uh, stunned, because we automatically fail those. Yep. Got a 21. 21 today. You pass. Um, absolutely fantastically. Um, oh, and having that was a big one. So at 37, half to uh, 18? No, 17? Has my brain just done a fart? 19? 19, not 18. Yeah, I went down, not up. Okay. Uh, for 19 of bludgeoning damage. Ow. Um, but looking a little bit miffed that that didn't really work. It is now the fire creature's turn. That is um, with inside of uh, Huxley's hand. Still need to make sure I say that right every single time. I won't be time. offended if you get it wrong. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I've been close. Um, it's going to try and get out desperate. Okay. It is desperate at this point. Uh, With that one, it's staying okay. right where it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happy. Okay, that's his turn. <laughs> Blaze, you're up. I believe you are stunned. I am. It is. Back to the top of the round, Alara. I'm no. stunned now, or still stunned. You are stunned until the end of the, the start of the next Alara action. What does that mean? So, so when that, we come that, back, is that now? Round. No, that's at the top of the round. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure where I was in the combat tip. So you're 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 at the bottom. Alara's at the very very top. Okay. So when we get back down to initiative twenty, you'll you'll come back into the game. So, Alaric. How high up is the dragon? Is it sort of perched on the wall looking down at Huxley? Yeah, can you remind me, Huxley, how high up into the cavern you'd gone? Uh, it would have been... Well, because I went to kind of eye level with the dragon, flew yeah. around the dragon, and then probably came up a little higher. So it's only going to be about 30 foot. Okay, so it's probably another sort of 10 foot above... Um, and behind where Huxley is. And how far was Tina away from the dragon? You backed off. I mean, you can back off up, up to 60 foot from what I gather. 
I will back off like 30 foot, I think. Okay. Okay, so 30 foot in, 30 foot in the air, no, 40 foot in the air, because Huxley's 30 foot, so it's 40 foot in the air, 30 feet away from Tine. The rocks that hit into Tine, have they shattered and have sort of... Begun? Yeah, they've, it's almost like a dust cloud around Tine at the moment. As the, the as the larger chunks of rocks begin falling to the ground as they've hit into yeah. Tine, I will run forward, uh, summon one of my daggers and teleport onto one of the first rocks that just before it hits the floor and throw a dagger into uh, one of the elementals as i've gone past blaze i've sort of stroked like put my hand over their hair and i've sort of licked a bit of their flames off and put it into my um sword my, not my psychic sword, my actual sword. And Where's this going, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that out of context. There's a series of words and actions there. Then. <laughs> and then you started honking, which was weird. But... Yes. You always uh, do that, Josh. Always. He does. <laughs> 26 to hit. Oh, yes. I teleport onto the first rock, and I'm going like to deal uh, six points. Oh, hang on, because there'll be an additional... Uh, 2d6 damage here. So it's uh, six points of psychic damage and that should have been 2d6 and and uh, two points of cold damage. Uh, uh, I will, eight, oh, eight overall. Okay, I will then begin running up the falling debris and teleport another 10 feet as I throw a dagger so towards cool. the um, dragon. Yeah, how would you like to, just just before, how, how do you want to wipe the fire creature out off the map? As I throw the dagger at it, what I've done is I've channeled Blaze's uh, fire energy, and as I pull it through into my hand, it begins to turn cold, and it forms into the psychic dagger that I have and I just lob it at the creature, hits it square in the back of the head, causes it to freeze over and shatter into a million pieces. Fantastic. Uh, I rolled 27 to hit the dragon. Oh, yes. Keeps knocking out on me. That is going to be eight points of psychic damage against that. And then, and I sort of zip up the rocks before they all hit the floor and then at the last minute I do what my body seems to suck in on itself like a vacuum and I just disappear as I cast Misty Step and appear on the dragon again. Well I appear just above the dragon and I sort of do a somersault with the blade in my hand and I bring it straight down onto its head. This dragon's so sick of you now. <laughs> Grimnir, Grimnir is so fucking pissed that he cannot just yell out, like, enthusiastically about all the cool shit that everyone else is doing. Where he's just, like, there in midair having to watch all of these people just, like, do sick flips and conjure dragons <laughs> and, like, do all kinds of stuff. He's just like, I'll, I'll tell him after, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> I only rolled a 14 to hit. That does not hit. Um... Okay. You just can't quite get the purchase. It's like the dragon's figured out that you that's your goal is to get on top of it. Um, it sort of like shifts around a lot more and you have to kind of bail from the attack and go to more like a take a knee and put your hand down to sort of 
balance yourself and get you used to the sort of motion of being back up there. As I put my hand down, because I'm not actually using my bonus action, not me yet. So I'll sort of try and I'm still trying. I'm going to still try and surf it. You know, angling for that acrobatics instead of athletics to stay on it. <laughs> but uh, that's the end of my turn. Fantastic, Oxley. Uh, is done so will look very frustrated that he can think so much but say so little. Uh, Absolutely. Or to speak falteringly. I, 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 that's all that will happen. Grimnir. Uh, Grimnir is also stunned. And Grimnir, Grimnir also similarly is like, oh, it's, it's so, it's so cool, but I can't, I can't. Don't do anything. And uh, Grimnir will fall out of his rage because he was not able to attack anyone this turn. Uh, and and is and the way that it, this flavor is like oh oh man I'm all these other people are doing cool stuff and I can't help but also oh should I is this do I am I doubting myself should I be doing this violence right now I don't know I got to think about it for another six seconds approximately and think about it you will but it is now the lair action so you are all no longer stunned but it is going to use a new one. Whispers begin to echo along the same sort of bounding places where these um, this thunder had come from before. And they're like whispers that echo and it's always different voices that growls. You can hear multiple dragon growls and sort of roars all echoing between each other. And it, you find your mind and your eyes almost go cross-eyed and... Um, if like butterflies could fly around your head and Tweety Tweety Bird could sort of, you just start to feel dizzy and frustrated and confused. Um, everybody roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. I don't suppose this is a spell that it's casting, is it? No. Damn it. What a charm effect by chance, is it? Natural it, uh, 20. It very much so is, Alaric. Oh, I get advantage. I had the one cool. good roll I've made. Uh, that's an 18 for Alaric. 16 for Huxley. Okay. Oh, Grimner, what's that face for? Oh, it was an 11. <laughs> oh. Two in a row. I'm sorry, Grimnir. Well, this one, this one at least I had a minus one on the, you okay. know, so it's like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to pass it. That's fine. But <laughs> but having advantage on a con save as a barbarian, you're like, I should, I should probably be able to pull this off. And that's where the disappointment comes. This one's like, ah, yeah, sure. Totally. I dumped wisdom. <laughs> you're goddamn right. You know, punish me. <laughs> you know what? Sorry. I don't, could you not, can you be charmed while you would, would have been raging? Uh, I believe I can. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm of... that kind of barbarian. Yeah. I'll look and see. But either way, I wouldn't be raging anyway. No. So, um, but you two are under the charm effect of the cave. Now the cave is going to give you one action and one simple action only, and it's just dig. It is now the dragon's turn again. It is frustrated, angry, and we're going to see how frustrated and angry it is if it gets its breath attack. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, it's a shame. Oh, my. Oh, Never mind, eh? Oh, Let's no. Okay. Next time, dragon. Yeah. 
can. No. Everybody, please. Um. Make me a constitution saving oh, that was the wrong thing. I'm technically on its back. Does that count? I think Alaric, you would be fine. Here's Everybody else is flying and it won't have any issue. Oh, Blaze, would you like to give me a highs or lows? I think you might potentially be able to avoid this if you're careful. Nice. Hey. Oh, you managed to avoid... Turn around! It's going to aim at the um, Tine, Huxley, and Grimnir, who are all flying. Um, I feel like that would make the most sense. So I initially rolled a debt save because I thought that was what was coming, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm so glad because I rolled a natural one. So I went, you know what? I'm going to roll my con save instead. Yep. So I did 17. Hey, that is a fail. No, it's not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're playing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a question. So, yes. so this was at first. This was a con save that we're making. I was too distracted yes, scheming in the background. <laughs> um, you dragon, you. Second question: Are we charmed by the K? Like, who is the target, or who is the, the person, it, the thing doing the, the charming? It's the lair itself. Damn it! Fine. Fine. The would have ended up you win this time. From in this in this. Rules lawyer legal <laughs> legal battle. You've already you played with me for long enough. I'm pretty damn flexible. <laughs> Fuck. I rolled a fourteen. A fourteen. That is a fail. Tine? There was a ten on the dice, so an eighteen. Oh. There we have it. Hey. Just one of you. <laughs> and my dragon got a twenty-one. A twenty-one, they are fine. So, for everybody who failed, they take 41. <laughs> and Tina, you take 21. What type of damage was that? It's probably piercing, uh, non magical piercing, it's... slashing, and flushing. <laughs> uh, right? Thunder. It's probably thunder it. damage. Mm. Dragon also takes 21 damage. Yes. Now, I rolled a 20 on the cons check to keep the concentration going, which I believe is a fail. It needs to be 21. Yeah. I believe. So, Hutsi's hand is no more. Poof. No worries. The creature that you had inside of it sort of like slumps to the floor is not working so good. Farewell, hand. <laughs> Got a dirty 20 to keep concentration on Chili Dragon. <laughs> I feel bad for rolling so fast. Just, just while there's a lot. No, I need um, you to. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna casually just talk about my character briefly. Oh, um, okay. Because um, I am a, a path of the zealot barbarian, and so I think it's just important to note that uh, I have the feature warrior of the gods, which means um, if a spell such as you know. Um, Ray's dead or something gets cast on me, uh, you don't need any material components to do so. So just, you know, in case that <laughs> is pertinent information at some point. It needs to happen for whatever reason. Or two. <laughs> just... Any of us healers? That's my next question on top of that. Nope. Tina has the We're a book club. <laughs> We're a book club. We're a book club. We don't, <laughs> we don't we, believe we in death. We didn't do it. We didn't balance the party for, you know, for combat. <laughs> we balanced it for who made the best snacks. I yes. seriously like. <laughs> I get it. Okay. 
Tine, you are charmed. Oh yeah, you have to dig. Wait, no, I thought I got the... Oh, did you pass? Oh, did you... Yes, you did. Passed. Yes, you did, sorry. It's um, Grimnir that is charmed. Okay. Who else? There was two people that were charmed. I just can't remember. So Who else? I think, Evie, I think Tine failed on the, the charm check, but succeeded on the what might just did to us check. Yes, yeah. I think. Just for that. We're, please correct action. me if I'm wrong. There was two people, I just can't remember whom. But if not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you can take your action as normal. You're already bad now, because I because I at the time I was like, no, I'm not charmed. I passed. You know what? Move. I'm looking at all your guys' health. Take the better option. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> How is our draconic friend looking? Uh, he... Rough. <laughs> it is rough. starting to look rough. It's not looking happy. Yeah, thank, okay. thank you. Thank you for answering, Mike. Talking about our draconic friend Grimmer, <laughs> which is again obviously what everyone's talking about, right? Yeah, you really need to get some sleep. <laughs> uh, is now the time to disintegrate? Yes. Okay. Mm. It, can, it mm. couldn't hurt. Like it's very rarely a bad time to cast disintegrate. So. Okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Worst it's going to do is a lot of damage. It's the best spell in ever, and then it's the worst spell ever. So, like... <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Okay. Uh, let's see. What does it need? Uh, can it make a deck save, please? I can. Good luck. That's a 16. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, that was completely involuntary. Um, it does not pass. I want, I want to that make that my Tine. ringtone. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was Tino's reaction. Oh, and I don't, I don't have any resistances to you, so I oh, roll that? away. 26 uh, plus 40. Plus 40, yeah. Tino yeah, so... you know, appears through the dust of the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a verbal component for the spell, right? <laughs> Okay, that's half of them. Okay, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Oh, they're waiting. 21, 22, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 40, 40 plus 40, 80. That reduces to zero. I'm looking for the tasty, tastiest description on how you'd like to destroy this dragon. Like, what yes. does the flame empress or the fire, what, just go for it. Show us show us the true power of Tina in this moment. With a maniacal laugh, as we have now established. <laughs> That's how it starts, yes. It starts. Uh, rips forth from Tina's lipstick lips as she kind of brings her hands forward, spreads them out, her wings go with her as she brings them forward in a really big floof. Not floof is probably the wrong term, but a big powerful forward Whoosh. sweep. Swoosh. From there, fire kind of ripples forward through to the dragon, going into its heart as it kind of burns its way out, turning everything to ash and eventually just flying to the wind as it works its way outwards very gracefully. 
I feel so good to start. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) The as the dragon dissipates, Grimnir, the effects of the lair dissipate from your mind. I didn't even get to start digging. (laughs) Good. Can my cold dragon please go and save Alaric? Yeah, absolutely. I think you might be one of like the only players that I've ever played with that's managed to make disintegrate work. <laughs> the I final creature. I'm not. I mean, you're you're welcome to go through step by step, but the poor fire creature that's left on the floor. I imagine all five of you just like look at, and it just goes like. As it just gets finished. I was about to banish it anyway, so yeah, it's gone. In an instant, everything goes white. You're almost blinded. Um, a blurry sort of sensation as pictures and a window frame sort of comes into sort of your eyes um still very blurry but slowly coming into focus you see bookshelves on either side you can see your table and your snacks um, all of you are sat down once again in front of you you can see huxley with a book open um your eyes get more clarity as you can see you are back in the blackstaff library and you sort of sit and blaze your laid on your poof with your um, blanket on, sort of sat comfortably eating a um, cinnamon roll. Alaric, you're sort of just sipping away on your drink. All of you are just enjoying the moment, listening to Huxley, who is reading the final couple of sentences of the fight that you were under the impression you were just having. So Evie then said, <laughs> Evie. <laughs> so Tine then said <laughs> <laughs> Oh I, I like it how they changed the, the names of the characters uh, uh, Josh, Evie, Liz, Nathan and Johnny sound like rather strange names to have in, in the book I think the Prattler was workshopping uh, just oh, yes. really <laughs> gathering yeah. the best name for the right characters and uh, they, they really took me Grimnir Dire Dirgeblade out of the narrative because the names were just a little silly, I thought. Josh has much more epic proportions of a name than than Alaric, so it really it really does kind of work with the genre. Also yes. we're here? Oh <laughs> Do we feel the pain from the combat or were we like fully healed sort of thing? Yeah, you feel battered and bruised. I I really felt that story, Huxley. It's it's it's, it's as if your words injured me. I'm sorry, Alaric. That often happens. I speak and people get hurt, and I'm very sorry. It's fine. It's a fantastic story. Thank you. I do enjoy doing the voices. I felt like I lifted. Yes. As you finish the chapter. Huxley, it says at the bottom, um, Blaze's escape, question mark. 
And that was Blaze's Escape. Which finishes off paid, and you shot the book. Dust. That's where we'll take our break. Oh As we God. off the dust of this old book, that we will take a break there. We'll see you back in about five, ten minutes. Um, please stick around and see what happens at the end. Um, see if we can figure out what's going on. Okay, see you soon. Welcome back. We can all relax now. We're back at the book club. The uh, there is a nice, there is a lovely breeze coming through that window now. Um, even though you get the sort of fresh, sort of salty air of water deep, um, maybe a slight off smell now and then, but generally it's quite a nice breeze. Um, especially where you were wearing the black staff in the library. It's a very clean, beautiful, or beautified area. So sitting back, Huxley's just shut the book. Um, there is four copies just to Huxley's side that he um, transcribed, although you don't remember transcribing them, but that's something Huxley does, so it's up to you how you feel about that. <laughs> um, and she finished doing your first reading, which is quite normal at the start of the meeting. You go through the old book, talk about it and then you'll sit read read out sometimes if it's a really long book maybe you'll read out for a little bit and then sort of take it away and read the rest of it in your own time but you always like to sort of get that little head start but with it being short stories you decided to read the first oh what are you doing how are you feeling you're a little battered a little bruised do we still have a mini reggie Reggie's no longer there. Are my wings still there? Um, if you were constant, still concentrating on them, they'll still be there. It's not a concentration thing, they're oh. just... If you've activated them and never <laughs> it didn't intend on deactivating the end, yeah? Then you're still sat. <clears throat> Maybe they're a little bit more curled up as you're sort of laid sort of a little more, more comfortably in your armchair. Yeah, then there are multiple characters who are still sporting dragon wings, I think, at this, <laughs> as we're all just kind of lounging <laughs> around eating cinnamon rolls and figuring out what the hell is going on. Uh, Grimnir, like, looks around and, like, is, is I'm imagining is in one of a pile of, like, seven beanbag chairs and just, like, starts, like, poking at things with a sword from, like, whatever he can reach is just, like, prodding at things to see Ow. if it's like real basically <laughs> you're a you're you're a, you're a they them you're not a you're not a thing you're not an object <laughs> you you poke around and everything connects um everything's still there as normal i feel Throw like away. this is the part where i ask how did we feel about the book that's what i like that last bit Oh. Um, feels like um, it just ended abruptly. Yeah, Are we really? Like, you know. Okay. I feel like the narrator was a dick. 
True. I mean, Oxy was the one reading it. No, no, no. I mean the prattler. Oh, right. Oh, oh yes. Them. You had me worried, Tino. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, the exhaustion got to me there. I forgot what was going on. I mean, point. I think we've all forgotten what's going on. I mean, is this real life? I think it's called old age, Tino. I think it's just fantasy, actually. <laughs> that was my team. <laughs> Someone had to. It it pokes like it's real, but uh, does that help? I mean, just continuing real. to like now it's like kind of like digging holes into like a little bookcase that he can find or something just to see. Uh, Rattler, are you there? Wait, who wrote the books? Are they signed? Are they authored by the Prattler? Actually, I can't really see from where I'm sorry, I'll pass the book across I'm, to I'm uh, way down on a poof on the floor. <laughs> I will, in a very tired way, just kind of throw the book and forget that I don't have a chance, so it just literally just lands on you. I'm sorry, oh. please. I'm Are you okay? <laughs> is your mate, is your um, mate and um, Huxley's hand still up as well? No, that no. that disappeared. Okay. Um, who or who has authored these short stories? You look through, <clears throat> and the well, the titles changed from what you remember. It's no longer titled "The Missing Pages." The missing pages is missing. Well, not there anymore. Um, and it just states a collection of short tales, happy, sad, and unended, written by the near, the prattler, and co. Oh, we're co. <laughs> co? Yeah, we got credited as co. That's co how is it's... not a credit. Yeah, that it, wasn't the deal. Uh, we were to be specifically named. You look were we? through each of the chapters, and at the end of each chapter, your names are listed. Oh, that's right. Then I was going to say none of us have got co in our names. Um, co <laughs> You don't know what Grimnir's middle name is. It's Connor. Um, <laughs> he, Grimnir. Grimnir rolls out of the, the bean bags and lands on all fours like a cat also still holding his sword um, but then stands up and just kind of like looks around and like goes, tries to go out the door, you know, like where the little like, uh, you know, to like go into kind of the hallway in the greater library just to see what is there mm -hmm. Don't knock over any books again <laughs> You Too poke late. your head out and as if um, Blaze was predicting something you'd see, you can see that there are still um, books that are sort of scattered on the floor from your entrance when you came to start the club um, earlier this day. Um, you, Blaze, while the Grimnir is sort of looking around, do you want to pair, pair off looking at this book with a perception check or an investigation? Uh, I would like to do and da, 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 drum roll, please. Um, oh, they're both awful. Perception. 15. It's not bad. 15. Um, you do notice that uh, the copies are signed, like personally signed. Oh, to individuals? Yes, like each of them sort of is like two lays 
from the prowler. This one's mine. Who wants a present? Tina, this one is... Oh, thank you. I throw it out the window. <laughs> you hear like a cat squeal, light squeal. <laughs> Oops. Slippy, you, slippery hands. Did you mean to do that? No. I can go get it for you quick. Wink. Okay. Alaric, do you want yours? Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. And Grimner. Grimner, are you, are you okay in the door? Um, I'm just a little confused. Perplexed. You all hear the five o'clock bell ring from outside. Bing bong. Signifying what usually would be sort of the end of book club. Might I just try something? If you'll permit me, I might just try to cast something. And I'm going to try and cast Sending specifically for the librarian, Miss Stonestar. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Hello, Miss Stonestar. It's me, Huxley. Would you kindly come to where you know we shouldn't be? In my very secret, obvious book club. You may reply to this message, but I think that's as many words as I'm allowed. <laughs> you do hear like a weird, like almost static before. Yes. I'll come in a moment. Maybe half a minute to a minute later, you can hear that familiar daunting heel cracking against wooden floors. And then a a brief, oh, the bloody books are still bletching, as she sort of scuttles over. And you see her pop her head almost sort of like in Grimnir's face. As you're still like stood at the door, and she's sort of like, "How did you sneak up on me? Get out the way!" <laughs> They're very sneaky librarians. Uh, that was unexpected. Um, hello, Miss <laughs> Stonestar. Uh, would you like to join our book club? We've got some new copies of a fantastic book named "A Collection of Short Tales: Happy, Sad, and um, uh, un- Unfinished." Unended. <laughs> I prefer unfinished, but you know, the prattler. I find it rather hard to believe that you actually wish me to join you. Go ahead, Huxley, you're here. What are you doing? What, why too. are you inviting Can I reply? Me? Can I reply to you? Uh, yes. I don't know. Um, well, Miss uh, Stonestar, uh, well, um, <clears throat> I would like very much for you to inform us uh, why precisely you're concerned about the welfare of the books that may or may not have fallen on the floor as a result of Mr. Dirchblade's uh, doings. 
Um, you hear in oh, your you so hear close. you hear in your head, <laughs> narc. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's mess, and I don't like my library in mess. Is that Mike? Does Miss Stonestar look her current age, or does she look a little different? Oh, I see where you're going. I'd say she looks old, even for an elf. Nothing noti noticeable, but I don't necessarily know if you'd be able to put that down to a difference in timeline or just the fact that elves are so vague in aging. Is she wearing the same outfit that she was wearing earlier? <clears throat> I would believe so. It's the classic sort of obnoxious head librarian. She only has one outfit. She does. <laughs> Party in character. Would you like to make... So, because we're, we're, we're playing, we're picking out details, would you like to make an insight check? Can for... I... Can I... Uh, can I aid someone to do an insight check? How would you aid? What Grimmier would like to do would be to... Uh, do, uh, do... Extend his earlier approach of investigating reality and poke the librarian with his sword <laughs> to see how she reacts. And Roll that as, as additional kind of uh, data points in this is like, well, is that how they would react? Is that what they would say? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was like, well, firstly, Huxley, a shiver goes down your spine um, as the air gets colder. As she begins to make the move to take her glasses and pull them down to the end of her nose. I will try and think, don't look in her eyes. Don't look in her eyes. Don't look in her eyes. She doesn't even, like, turn to you, Grimnir. She just moves her nose slightly and glances side-eyeing at you. May I help you? Um, yes. All those books in the hallway are distracting. So if you could help and pick it up or get someone to pick it up, that is good help. Huxley will be just shrinking inside his hair <laughs> as much as he can. You could swear, like, you know when... Like the clouds sort of cut the sun off and you've got so used to it being really bright and sunny and that sort of negative of the rays of sun just being taken away. It's still, you can still see everything, but it's always like everything's like black and white in a way. And then the clouds move past the sun and the light comes back. She slides her 
glasses just slightly back up. Well, at least somebody cares about this place being tidy. Huxley, get to it. Also, there's a great lump waiting for you at the end of the corridor to finish up. Will you hurry up and you can take the trash out? Will that be all? You know, Professor Daisy take the rotten egg smell just behind her again. Cinnamon bun? Or chocolate? So bad for my diet. And she turns around and marches off in a huff. They're gluten free. Did she say something about there being a lump at the end for you? Yes. Uh, what? Oh, I, I thought she was talking about Grimley. I'm several lumps, thank you. I work very hard to be made of Impressive lumps. lumps. Those calves are expert. Hands. What lump? Hands. Yes, hands. I'm hungry now. Huxley, what what was that? I believe she informed us that there is a lump waiting for us at the end of the corridor. Yeah, but I've never seen the... I've never felt that, you know... Oh, oh I believe that's uh, Miss Stonestar on a good day. Well, no, she's normally moody, but... and obnoxious and kind of mean in a mean way but and rather smelly quite eggy i believe yeah. isn't that right to you that where did that come from all, all of a sudden out of nowhere as if by magic um okay well, librarian class feature long hard stare i honestly think i should lie here for a week and then meet you at the next book club without moving from this but now curiosity has got my attention. And you know what they say about curiosity? No, it's Huxley. Oh, curious. Sorry. It killed the cat. <laughs> but satisfaction brought it back. Mm. So we've all told our stories in one way or another thanks to the Prattler, but Huxley, we've not had anything from you and now we have mention of a mysterious lump. Um... Oh. Care to answer a single question of is, what you suspect this lump might be? Is there like a dark, lumpy figure from your past? You know, like a, a figure of a foe, a rival, a lover? Figure of lumpiness. Never describe anyone I know as being a lump. But what could it be? Do you know? I think the easiest way to find out is going to go and have a look at it. Can I insight check to see if Huxley may know, but is is postponing telling? Absolutely, make an insight check. Um, Huxley, either make a persuasion or deception. Totally up to you from where Huxley's coming from currently. Well, I am in so much pain. I rolled an eight. I well, rolled an eight too. But I rolled a natural one. <laughs> I was about to ask I, if I could help by just... <laughs> We're just. Uh, yes. I'm a little more ruthless with the help action. You really uh, got to justify it to me. Um, I will argue, though, meets it, beats it. Not one or not. And technically, you can't crit fail on an ability. Ability, yep. So. <laughs> you would get the impression that Huxley is aware of what it could be but really doesn't want to have to go and see 
the the lump. Do you want me to go for you, Huxley? Yes. No, no. <laughs> well, do you want us to go for you? Yeah, we could all go together. Oh, I'll stay here with Huxley. We can have some more of that fish and then and chips. And but you guys if this is another test of the prattlers, they wanted they wanted each of us to experience our own histories. So that might be the intention here as well. Yeah, but we're back home and those histories were horrible and Huxley shouldn't have to go through a horrible thing. Just, but we're home now, we're done. The books are finished. Huxley, you don't have to endure it if you don't want to now. Although, okay. I'd like to know what the lump is. I would like very much for you all to leave me halfway and then I think the rest I should do myself. Okay. If you're sure, if you want us to come the rest of the way with you, we will. We'll wait yeah, wherever my, it is you desire. And no, my wings are... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, you go. I was saying, and my wings are gone now anyway, so, like, I'm not rushing to do anything, so... Whatever you need us. So if the lump te- uh, happens to be some sort of bitey lump with lots of tentacles, I will call upon your aid. Please. Uh, and I'd prefer that to be the case. But I, yes, let's go. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm insanely curious as well. So if you want more company. But yes, yes, emotions. We're here for you. Friendship as much as you need. Let's let's go. Yes. The safety of your book club will travel with you. Uh, Before we leave, Grimner will be the last person in the room and he'll look around. He'll do one more poke of some (laughs) furniture and then he'll take a deep breath and use his uh, second wind to get a couple of HPs back. Just, you know, just in case for funsies. She plays looking on enviously. <laughs> you step out and sort of work your way down the corridor. Do you just ignore the books on the floor? Grimnir, would you mind just poking those books for us? Just see if they you know, need picking up. They, sh- they shift. Is that legal? Theoretically, no, but uh, if my suspicion's correct, then these may be book books, not real books. Rimnir, like, mo- pokes them around with his blade, but it's like the most intense eye contact that a pile of book has ever received outside of a librarian. <laughs> and it's just it's like... I'm pretty good at that. Mm, I rolled pretty bad at it, though. It's a 10. You're not entirely sure if book's scared of you or you're maybe still potentially scared of the book. Well, and you know, like, it's from the floor. And so, like, there's a weird double chin situation going in. And so it's not <laughs> not ideal. I'll I'll pick one of the books up and hand it to a lot. All right. So I won't be able to reach the shelves. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. oh, there we go. Uh, I'll put it back. All right, next one. Right. Uh, oh, eh. And then the last oh, one. I'll just, I'll just I'll use the, my, my winged boots to do the last one. Just <laughs> <laughs> While they stack the books, Huxley, I imagine you carry on walking. Yes. 
You come to the corner where it's like a crossroads of library shelves in this place. Um, sort of straight on leads to sort of the main um, grand hall of the Blackstaff Library. Um, and then left and right sort of will lead to the outer sort of halls um, where you can, you can almost go around the entire library just following these small corridors. Um, and it's why it's the perfect place for you to hide the book club right in the very back. Um, it's like a mini labyrinth of sorts. And just leaning on a bookshelf is a probably in in his late maybe 50s, 55, um, looking old, much older, um, is a half-orc uh, wearing sort of a simple silk shirt and light for the water deep summer. Um, some sort of really simple but tight onto the um, just above the knees, um, blue shorts, holding a bouquet of flowers. You get sort of like a a sweet, charming smile as he clocks eyes with you. If you don't sort of initiate anything, he'll just sort of like lean back up and stretch his back and sort of walk over incredibly relaxed, nonchalant, come over and sort of take one of your hands and give you, gives you a kiss on the cheek and passes you the flowers and sort of turns almost like he's like looking halfway at you, but beginning to walk. So I was book club, it's all right. My love, book, book club was very good. We've been, right, we've been writing a book. Well, I wondered why you were so late. I wanted to surprise you, but then I got bollocked by that bloody demon mistress woman again. And I thought, well, I better hide in here where she ain't gonna, well, yeah. And then she walked straight past me and caught me. So, oh well, but uh, are we, I've got a stew on at home. Are we, are we, are we going? Simeon, this is the best day. Perhaps the worst day of my life. Oh, I'm sorry that the I know the flowers are a little wilted on no, the petals. You're perfect. Don't don't apologize for anything. Where's your friends? I believe they're poking books. I mean, I've I've learned not not to question. We're going home. I don't want to overstew it. I'm just, Hutsi's going to reach to his locket and just check inside to see if there's anything in it. As far as you can tell right now, everything is the same as it should be. But what's stood right in front of you. What's the last thing you remember about the place where we used to go? Well, we've been to many places. The place in the book. You know, when we used to hide in our book. Yes, to escape the world. Yeah. Oh, picnic, I think was the last thing we did in there. Oh, and it when I, good. And when I had to leave. Do you yes, remember me having to leave and 
you were following because of what was happening and I and you came back and I went back to work it was a pretty pretty rubbish day but then yeah god that was a while ago now you've tried to bloody pick pick bits that you know my brain sometimes struggles with you know it was a really lovely day though a bit scary at one point can't remember why but quite lovely why don't you invite the rest of the gang for dinner they never come over I'm going to call you lot across. Uh, we're not meant to shout in the library, but Hutsy's going to shout in the library. I think it would be good if you came across. Oh, that sounds like a, like a oh, uh, trigger uh, thing. Uh, uh, alarms. Grimner, Grimner has a nine passive insight, so assumes that something bad is happening. <laughs> Charges around the corner. Tina uses 60-foot fly speed to knock all the books over is right there. <laughs> yeah, way um, more books on the ground now. You come around the corner and sort of Simeon um, does sort of like the natural, he sort of takes um, Huxley's hip and sort of puts his hand around and sort of like almost stands greetingly like um, as a couple would, like, stood next to Huxley. Huxley's, so, looking guys. Very, Huxley's looking very uncomfortable, and you would notice he's kind of trying to pull away. You've charmed our friend! Oh. All right. <laughs> well, no, wait, no, wait, don't. Don't, I've just picked those flowers. Don't you just know Simeon? You've never met Simeon, and I don't think Huxley would have ever mentioned him to you. All um, right, let's... Let us peacefully separate. Step away from one another. Huxley, are you okay? Is this? Yeah, I'm. I'm very well, thank you. I am going to, because um, it's an ability that I have that I've not used. I'm going to use one of my psionic energy dice to use psychic whispers. And I'm going to establish a psychic link with Huxley. And I'm just going to speak into your mind. And uh, is is everything go okay, Huxley? You seem rather un- uncomfortable. Is this is this person uh, a threat to you? Do you need do you need us to step in, or or do you just need us to support you? The man who is holding my hip currently is. My husband, but I lost him when he was 30 and I've never been able to get him back again. And he was lost inside a book that I made us go into to escape this place and the book got destroyed. And now I hold the last piece of it in my locket and there's no way he could ever be here and he could never be older than this. Is it? possible that the Prattler has a copy of the book? They said that they have copies of books that have been written in their library. Would would they have a copy that would potentially have your husband inside of it? And this is a a gift for helping complete, complete the missing four chapters? That would be the nicest gift anyone could have given me. But I don't think the Prattler has that capacity. 
what would you like our play to be here? This is all happening instantaneous. Yeah. Do we just go along with it? I I want to trust him so badly, but I I I, I don't think I can. I think we should. Uh, does does Simeon look? Like he's thirty, or does he look like he's aged up and is similar in age to, um, say, myself and Huxley? Very much so, similar age. Um, I imagine that uh, Simeon would have been slightly younger than Huxley, um, so he's probably maybe in his like late fifties um, instead of sort of Huxley, Huxley's who's a little older. Um, as he's, I wouldn't say like falling to pieces, like end of his age, but he's he's an older gentleman. But that um, postman service marching out in the sun every single day has done him well he's healthy and he's a fit like older gentleman fit. just fit, fit. i mean dem, yeah. dem fires, the real <laughs> as we discussed one of the, he's, he's one of those good lumps oh, oh. oh yeah. um i should say sorry i just was reading the skill i can actually do this without spending the psionic dice once per day and i can connect a number of minds up to my proficiency bonus, which is five. So all of us can speak to you. Oh, amazing. Oh, fantastic. I think the entire time Hotsey's like grinning like for the family photo the entire yeah. time. Everything's um, fine. Simeon lets go and he's like, hey, uh, I've put a proper like venison stew on. Are we all, are we all in? Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe? Yes. Yes, we're all in. We'll, we'll go with you. Um, I will yes. apologise now. I didn't prune the roses. I might have forgotten. Can I do it? Quite all right. Blaze is very proficient in pruning. In La- Laric, in your head, or is it to everyone if there's a psychic link? If there's a psychic link, it's to... Uh, no, everybody's connected to everybody, so we can hear each oh, other. Right. Uh, and it will last for... Let me just roll quickly... It will last for four hours. I've mind activated. I, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but what are the odds that we are in? We are now trapped in that book, or that book's been brought out to the real world. I, I just, I don't want to burst the bubble, but I want to assess all of our options here. If we are indeed trapped within the joy of extra-dimensional spaces, second edition abridged. It would look very different to this. It was kind of sunny with uh, rolling hills and blue skies and the picnic blankets everywhere. And, uh, but, you know, I think this is quite different to that book. Hey, I'm just not sure why the Prattler, who has been a dick up until this point, would suddenly give you such a lovely gift. I think dickishness may be incoming. Which is uh, what I fear. And also... All of the uh, their dickishness has been in retaliation to our dickishness towards them, and Huxley has not, in any of those cases, been that way towards them. Maybe a slight stern telling off here or there, but not as uh, threatening as, say, myself or you, Tina. I have been now. I won't say. <laughs> I was going to uh, say something, then I get it to myself. Nope. <laughs> I've kept my dick to myself, but that's correct. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, I I 
I again also dramatically is like, do I keep role playing or do we just keep making jokes about how <laughs> keeping it myself? Neither feel right now, you know. It's like, how can we not acknowledge that very good joke, but also, do we keep going? Ah, don't know. Choices. One, two, three, back in the room. <laughs> shall we? Same. Shall we go, Huxley? Uh, Simeon. It's been a very long time since we've been around yours for a meal. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, And to be fair, five o'clock just ticked over. The afternoon sun will be on the front porch, Oxley. And I know you love it there. I do. Come on, guys, come on. Have we met? No, it's just a silly place. Of course we have. Anyway. In your head, just go along with it, please. Okay, when's my birthday? I don't know it, but any friend of Huxley's is a friend of mine. <laughs> I'm a friend of Huxley's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, you walk out through sort of the main. I think I'll be limping still. Entrance. <laughs> you can too. see um, the head librarian with her glasses down, sort of behind the main desk. Could Huxley just do an Arcana check just to see if um, perhaps the Prattler is feeling. Uh, like a head librarian today to see if maybe there's a <laughs> I, feel, I don't know if I can I feel like it'd have to be an insight check on this one okay okay because well, you, you are very familiar with her and mm. her bitchy ways so would you let on in your mind that you're suspicious as in would I be able to do something to aid uh, yes uh, you would hear I think perhaps the Pratner may be watching us. I'm going to do a, a teenage thing of just putting my middle finger up in roughly that direction and it just lights up on fire because fire is not allowed in the library. <laughs> I'm like, oh, quickly put it out as if that wasn't supposed to happen and see if there's a reaction to aid Huxley, if possible. The... Yeah, that's that's okay. Um, the reaction you get is a, just the classic. Shh. A total of eighteen. Eighteen. That's the same old narcissistic, horrific bully that you've known and disliked your entire career. Here. Well, okay. The entire time she's been a librarian, anyway. Um, let's avoid our eye contact with that one. Uh, not, <laughs> not the Prattler, repeat, not the Prattler. Oh, venison sounds good. So you're, you're finished with the book? Is it, how, how was this week's book? It, it exciting? Was, I know uh, teenage one got you all rattled and talking about all sorts. It was fantastic to hear it. But It's my book. No, well, Huxley likes to read out loud at home now and then, so I got, you know, the gist of it. What did you think? Um, I got the gist of it. Aha. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Just moving away from him slowly. Teenage, uh, uh, Simeon is a, a man of action, not so much a, a, a man of... Well, learned reading. Oh. Well, yeah, that's, what is it? Ying, 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 ying and yen? Ying and 
Yeah. That's the, that, that, that's the one. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so was it a good book this week's book? Oh, I tried to, tried to back and forth here. Yeah, I learned a lot of new things about a lot of characters I didn't realise. I didn't know. The ending was a bit funny. Yeah. It seemed to wow. cut off straight away, didn't it? It was it was like there was no conclusion to it or anything. Like it had to continue it in some form or fashion. It's like a yeah. cliff cliff faller, isn't it? Well Yeah. And well, and Grimnir like Grimnir leans like really close. Not not as close as he probably once would, but leans in. It's like, yeah, but if it had kept going, and any of the characters got hurt, well, we would have had a problem with that. I think, wouldn't we? Yeah. Hang? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I understand. Yeah, you get attached down. to characters. You don't want anything. Yeah. Hashed up into them. It's not nice. I, I like wholesome books and stuff like that. It's right lovely. Although, you know, intelligent conversation. I like to try and partake. You know, sometimes the simple postman's view is the best view you can get. You know, I see everything. I know people. People I know. Academics, that's Huxley's job. I'm the people. I know them. Are you a good cook? I hope we'll find out. You walk out the library and you walk through sort of the Blackstaff gardens and um, he leads you sort of down a couple of sort of main um, thoroughfares, um, putting down a sort of like small hill that takes on this sort of meandering, um, still cobbled, but like a little bit more rough pathway and trees begin to build up as you pull round to where this... um, small pond it's like a small lake like a large pond and there is like a swan there some ducks and sort of and you can hear birds chirping you follow the sort of side of the lake and you come into this picturesque white cottage white picket fence the gardens are really beautiful well kept you can see all sorts of herbs and um Flower, flowers that are, some are in flowering, some are sort of waiting. You can see mulch all piled up in one corner with a fork going into it. The, the surrounding area has sort of been well kept. There's an orchard just to one side um, with loads of sort of like hand woven baskets full of apples ready to go. Um, there is this beautiful front porch that sits out looking over the large pond, and you can see there's like a hanging. Um, rocking chair and just sort of next to it there's a beautiful little handmade table with a um, couple of books on the side and the doors open um, and you can see sort of just like a little bit of steady smoke coming from this delightful um, dainty chimney that's there just uttering away some slight smoke and the smell of home cooked stew and pastry sort of hits your nose it's like hey, yeah um, why don't Oxley why don't you uh, set the table and I'll start sorting out the rest of the stuff now Huxley's a very clever individual but I think even the most clever people can also 
give in to hope and give in to yeah a sort of stupid hope so i think huxley's going to even knowing that it's wrong it's like a denial thing mm. is just going to start going through the motions and doing the thing and being the in the house with the the lovely smell of pastry and stew and he's going to go to the cupboard that he knows and he's going to take out all of the cutlery and just start laying the table one by one just humming happily to himself even though he knows it's not not right and this this place is like full of your personality as well it isn't just Sivian. there is that simplistic happy handcrafted handmade style of Simeon there but there is also the Huxley there's the colorfulness there's everything that sort of both of you combined the reason you fell in love is it is this home as such and I think everyone would watch as we do that thing that people who've been together for a very long time do so if you're like in quite a cramped space like a kitchen you kind of move without even thinking about it around each other like uh Simeon would kind of move to the side as Huxley opens a drawer to get things out and then Huxley would close the drawer with his hip um mm. and it would be a synergy and you'd see that you settle quite comfortably Tine from near and plays May I do something? Yes, just in one moment. Alaric, you're no longer there. Uh, the four of you don't particularly notice, Huxley especially. There's a moment where you're like, oh, Alaric didn't come. But you sort of sit down continue blaze especially you're like sort of looking over your shoulder at the front door just sort of waiting for him to come through blaze have you tried this stew let me just put some in a bowl for you okay (laughs) i check something outside i'll be back in just a moment Yes, if you could bring in some of the, um, there's some flowers already prepared on the table and some books. If you could bring those back in once you come back, that would be marvellous. Thank you, Tina, very much. Of course, I'll, right. I'll be right back. And I think also all throughout this, Grimnir has just been like, it's that thing where like in, in horror movies, you know, there's always like a ghost in the background of every single shot. If you look hard enough, it's like that with Grimnir, where Grimnir is always like peeking around a corner and just like is always... House. Right, so exactly. And is like is always like sitting at the, the kitchen table looking in as they're preparing stuff and then now is like hiding as they're like closing the door of the refrigerator and it's just like keeping very non subtle, very intense eye contact at all times, just to be sure. She go outside, Tine and sort of look around. You pass from the moment just as Alaric does Grimnir, Blaze, Huxley and Simeon a little moments passed Tine never returned from going outside Alaric has never arrived but the four of you are now sat with bowls of stew and these soft almost rip apart pastries that you're using to dip 
into the food. Did you bring any of these to book club? <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Simeon, you'll have to bake us more for our next book club. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to read next. Has anyone got any, any thoughts at Blaze? Grimnir? Um, Grimnir? I went a couple of weeks ago, a couple of, a while ago. Grimnir is looking very intensely across the table and then uh, is full on like reverts back to uh, re- to rover uh, barbarian manners and just takes a bowl of stew like a shot glass and just throws the entire thing back and slams the bowl on the ground or on the table and says no no suggestions we could do um, idiot's guide to bathing a fire elemental educational as well that sounds so like the first at, at that suggestion, Grimnir, that is the first time Grimnir's eyes have not been on <laughs> either of, of Huxley and their husband the entire time, just as the like. I've got this uh, delightful book of like herbs and stuff like that. You could have you could use that one as you. That sounds tremendous. Did you know they use herbs in all sorts of things? We can put them in food, medicine. Some people even use them to dress with. Uh, Simeon, that's a fantastic idea. I think that would be our next mm-hmm. good book. So not the bathing elemental book. Uh, we could read Les, that together. You... Oh, yeah. Les, would you do us a favour? The, uh, the, the half is starting to sort of drop down. Would you be all right to just go through the back and grab us some more firewood? Say no more. I will be your fireplace. Oh. Perfect. Oh, wait, no. I need to eat the food. I'll get the wood. Oh, absolutely. I used to do it all the time. When Alaric and I were out journeying and it was raining and cold, um, Alaric would put stones around me and then I would just sit in the middle and be the campfire. It was so much fun. But I'll get the wood because I want to finish that pastry off. Yeah. And speaking of um, herbs, there's a fantastic rosemary bush right at the back. I might be a while I have business to attend to. (laughs) You step out the back, Blaze, and you pass from the moment. Grimnir, Simeon, and Huxley, you've been sat, you've finished your food. And sort of Simeon sits back. He's got a little bit of a podge now after sort of in a bit of old age, and he sort of leans back and he's like, oh. Oh, well, that was worth it. I'm glad, I'm glad we brought friends because oh, we'd have never met. Oh, we'd never eaten that. Yeah, it's getting late though. Everybody else is bloody headed off. Well, I might have to have a nightcap, Grimnir. But they didn't eat anything, Simeon. They... What, what do you mean? I'm oh, Grimnir. Oh. I'm going to look at the bowls that are on the table, still full of food. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I've got this fantastic bottle of uh, sort of this old wine. Grimnir, you'll love it. I mean, it's like, it's more like a porch, really thick. It's beautiful. And he sort of stands up and he sort of um, excuses himself from this table very politely and sort of goes over and you can hear him like sort of cluttering around in the kitchen sort of area. Uh, Grimnir like breaks eye contact and and looks at Huxley and just says are you enjoying this 
I mean that in like a, a real way. Do you like, are you, does this make you happy? I wish it did. And it should. I don't understand why it, it's wrong. No, it makes sense to me. What do I do? We know Grimna? it's real. Grimna, what do I do? Before he comes back, Grimna, what do I do? Grimnir, like, sighs a little, and not in a, in a let me think about it way, but in a, like, let me build up momentum to say a thing. And Grimnir says, hmm, well, we're still in a story, right? Sadly. Stories need an end. So maybe this is you getting a new end to the story or a different one or a, I read this, these books. There's a Krognar the Barbarian is really good. And they're, but like some of them are like choose your own adventure kind of things. And so, like, there's different ways it can end, right? And, like, both are kind of real, but also kind of not. And so, I don't know. This time you get to choose your own adventure of how this ends. Doesn't mean it isn't. It's not real, but it's maybe a little real. I don't know. It's up to you. Huxley inhales. Kind of preparing himself for whether he's going to have a very awkward conversation or whether he's just going to go with it what is what is like huxley's like body language in that moment like is huxley like kind of like determined i mean not confident and determined but like you know kind of like semi-decisive or like looking comfortable or or not or what's looking, kind of looking defeated very defeated. Grimnir just like is looking at you and like again cogs are turning and he says do you want me to be here? Does that help? I suppose you could always poke things. Um, it worries me that no one else is here. But yeah. Perhaps you should be with them wherever they've gone. Well, I mean, I thought about it, but this is your story. And you're the main character. And. It's important that you're the one who's safe and happy with whatever happens. So the other three, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they're fine. So whatever you need me to do, I'll do, and I'm sure they do the same. Thank you, Grimnir. Whatever happens, if, if you see a side of me you don't like, I, I will apologize to you now. But it, I hope it doesn't come to that. Grimnir 
looks at you almost in a kind of like, don't be so obvious or like kind of way of like, Huxley, if there's anyone who knows about hiding sides that you're not happy about, well, I'm, I'm sure I've seen worse. I must get the name and number of your therapist after this, Grimnir, because Very I think good. this is really putting me through something. <laughs> what was it, Mrs. Nettlebush? I don't remember. <laughs> Nathan doesn't remember. <laughs> I'm very emotional right Bristle now. Stout. No, that's my surname. Oh. We're not related. Huxley is um, the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Just puts All on a different along. hat. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and the last thing, again, he says is like, it's as real as you want it to be, but also as it feels... And if it doesn't feel real, that's okay. Doesn't need to be. Right. Whatever you need it to be. I think I need it to be an ending. Yeah. And Grimnir, like, as long as Hux is cool with it, just like places a gigantic hand on your shoulder and then just kind of like doesn't leave, but is just kind of out of the way, you know, is, is, a little bit across the room, around a corner kind of thing where he's still there, he's still visible, but you know, isn't isn't is just beyond the corner of your eye. But see, we'll just sort of pat your hand just before you retract it. Acknowledging. So Grimly, I've got this bottle of oh. Where's he gone? He wanted to step out with some fresh air, my love. Oh. Yeah, everybody just sort of vanished all over, you know, one after the other. Just as now. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, it's how I like it. A little corner of paradise, eh? That's too perfect. Oh. Well, you know, I strive for the best, but, you know, those bloody bugs keep coming back. Well, the slugs anyway on the bloody... Letter. Have you seen the letters? Oh, right. Anyway, sorry. So getting distracted. But you've you've had a drawn drawn out face all all evening. What? This is a, only happens when you've got a problem that you can't quite solve. Oh, it's been so intuitive. Well, um, let's see. We'll remember everything his friends have been through and every way they have responded to the situation. How Tine refused <laughs> and was determined <laughs> with her story. Um, how Grimner has been fighting the entire time and finding himself more and more as time has gone on. How Alaric also refused and how Blaze overcame so much. Hutsey knows that this is not the real Simeon, and Huxley knows that the Prattler is doing it. And as much as it breaks his heart to say it, he's going to have to play this game to cause an ending to happen. And he will begin to reach out his hand to Simeon. 
there's something that I think we need to talk about. And sadly, I'm having to say it to you because you're sat right here. And I know it's not your fault, my love. I know it's not you. I know it's someone else. But the only way I can see this ending, my love, is if we depart from one another. But I don't understand. We were just going to have a drink. What is the bottle that he's brought out? It's just like a dusty bottle of pot. In fact, it's a very similar, if not the same, bottle that would have been with you on your last picnic. What I'd like you to do. Do you remember uh, one of the games that we played, uh, Hide and Seek? Do you remember? Where you close your eyes, you do some counting, and then I uh, magic myself somewhere, and you use your detective skills to come and find me. Yeah. Do you remember? We played that a long time ago. We're a bit old now, but I think we should probably start. You've always loved my intuition. Always. When it comes to you. And I don't understand why, but I feel like I'm being tricked. I feel like... I feel like you're trying to break my heart again. Again? Lost you once, why would I... Why would I want to lose you again? So you do remember, what happened the last 20 years? The last 20 years, what has your life been like? You already know the answer. So why are you here talking to me? I'm what you remember with a little bit of embellishment. I am me, but you've figured out that I'm not entirely me. I'm your memory of him. But not the real thing. No, and you knew that from the start. As much as I liked, try and pretend just as much as you did. You're smarter than this. Do you not understand, Huxley? You're not just a character. You're not just a part of this story. You're the narrator. You have the power. You've been your entire life. Everywhere you go, you've always been on the sideline. You've always watched everything happen around you commented on it, wrote on it. You've created the narrative. You've supplied the kindness to all your friends who have survived everything they've done. Do you not understand? An author may be able to set a task, but the story is only as good as the narrator presents. You have the power and he doesn't want you to know it. 
Are you, are you saying I can, are you saying I can make you real? If we stayed here and lived in our world, I am your memory of me and I think I'm me. I want to be me. I want you to be you too. Sadly, the real you is still trapped and staying here with you will not bring him back. No, but you could finally stop narrating and just be your own character for once. I can do that without being here. But I'd like to thank you all the same. You have shown me that I can do this. I can be my own self without standing on the sidelines, looking in as I always do. And maybe I can... Maybe I can find him. You write the story. Well, sorry. He writes the story. You tell it. Don't forget that. And he goes into his sort of pocket of his silk shirt and he's like, I've kept hold of this. <laughs> the entire time I've been created anyway, as he sort of wipes his eyes. Set me off, Joe. <laughs> and he passes you an incredibly old quill that you used to use a very long time ago. You have the power. Not just in here. Go find your friends. Save them. Get the fuck out of here. I will reach out holding his hand, take it and kiss it. I'll pour him a bit of port. I'll pour myself a port. Raise a glass. Not down it, because I'm a bit more classy than that. So I'll have a little sip, put it down on the table. Simeon passes from the moon. As you're alone, as you realise Grimnir's no longer there, Simeon's no longer there. You're just in this cottage, perfectly made for you. On your own. I think I'm going to summon Stampy. I need someone, I need yeah. someone here with me. You I'm going to open the scroll. You open... It's empty. You have a quill. Suppose this is where I write the ending. I am going to get up and walk towards the door. Um, taking one last look at the cottage. Very fond memories. And step outside. Step outside into like a white void. The white void slowly sort of creates Battle's library once again. 
The place isn't how you remember them. Books have all fallen off. Shells have fallen down. The place has been trashed. It looks like it has aged a thousand years. Woodworm has sort of destroyed all these units and there's books and it's just a scattering of everything. Do I see my friends? You can't see them. Putsy will begin... Pump right on his arm because he has fur there. He's going to do a little first draft, see how he felt about it, and then write the correct thing on the scroll. But he's going to have to, <laughs> she's going to have to go for it. It's going to have, okay. Um, how to end this story? Waving farewell to his dearly beloved. Hutsy raised a glass of port and drank. The fire was roaring following Blaze's collection of wood just earlier. There were a couple of little chips in the table that Huxley could only assume was Grimnir's doing. And Tina was taking an extraordinarily long time outside, gathering those flowers and the books that Huxley had previously asked for. As for Alaric, God knows where he'd got to. One can only assume Alaric had fallen over a wayward cobble on the way here, but Huxley raised the port had a little drink, put it down on the table, turned to the door and opened it. The door manifests itself in front of you. We're going to switch perspectives for a moment. Ine, you're in the Ice Empress's ballroom once again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huxley, you open a door and you find Tina just going fucking ham, just blowing shit up, destroying the room on her own once again with Reginald behind, sort of like encouraging and sort of getting her to go ahead. Um, Tina, you do sort of in your rage half glance and you can see there is this floating door in the middle of the ballroom. Uh, Huxley will just write, that explains where Tina went. <laughs> Look over and do I do I see? Is it just the door? It's you can see like it's sort of half ajar and you can see Huxley's Huxley's face looking through the door. You are you the real Huxley or are you are you just the prattler? I think I'm Huxley. I'm not sure if I'm evil, but that was a dream. Don't worry, it's fine. In Huxley's defense, that was the most Huxley possible <laughs> response to are you Huxley is like, well, I'm not entirely sure. Hard to prove. It's pretty Huxley. <laughs> what would you like to do, Tina? Continue destruction or bail? Well, I'm bailing. I'm too cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you throw yourself through the door and you find instead of like, what, your hands where they were casting magic and um, you find your hands have got a bunch of flowers and a couple of books. Tina arrived promptly with the books and flowers, which she promised Huxley she would be prompt with. I'm going to kill that god. <laughs> she said, with anger in her eyes. <laughs> as hot as the flames, she can summon herself. Here are the flowers that you requested, Huxley. 
Huxley graciously took the flowers from the rather annoyed Tine. You shut the door and we'll change perspective once again. Grimnia, you're on your own. There is a group of five bandits all attacking you. They're calling you a monster, a bandit, a vagabond, one who deserves to die for their crimes. You're on your own. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, Um, there's a volcano behind you. I don't know who put that there. Naturally, there has to be. Um, Well, that changes everything. No. Um, (laughs) Grimnir is like treating this as if they are all toddlers. You know, like even if they are doing real (laughs) true damage to him, right? Like, and even if he has to like rage to do it, he's literally just like standing there. And he he has his sword in his hands, but it's pointed down, and it's he's gripping it like white knuckling it, but but is not doing anything with it, and is just standing there. And he is take it's taking all of his concentration. He is fucking just barely holding on to sanity, but isn't saying a word, isn't reacting, nothing. And what a and, moment you're having there. <laughs> and, right. And but then but sees Tina and Huxley just materialize. Through the door. And he like has been like looking down, you know, kind of finding that point in the ground where he can just stare at. I'm gonna look at that rock until something happens. And that's it. That's all I'm focusing on. But then he sees you guys and he looks up and his eyes get super wide, especially seeing Huxley. And he just like shakes off these bandits and just like, get up, get up. and then just like rushes up to the both of you guys and like would give you a hug. Calf muscles clenched, Grimnir runs from the fight towards his friends. You come through and the move that you find yourself in is placing your hand on Huxley's shoulder once again. Alaric. The door's shut once again. We find you on your knees, stood over your quivering father. Are you shouting or are you forgiving? Are you, what would you be doing in this moment? Am I old or am I young? You are young. You were back to whom you were before. I have spent many years hating you. And I know, I feel that this is not real. And I know that this young visage that I hold is not going to last long. I am getting on in my years. I've made promises. In a way, I have fallen into your shoes. I've made promises to my family that I have not been able to keep, to my children who have not spoken to me since my wife passed and have moved on, separated themselves. To Blaze, I promised that I would help them solve 
the issues of their land and, and age has been the enemy there and I am no longer able to assist them. If I hold on to my hate for you for too much longer, it will consume me in my death and I will not rest happily. I know this is not you, but in a way I forgive you. operates behind your father's body as he lays down as you sort of look up and you see Oxley, Grimley and Tina all almost half comedically looking through the door you've got Tina, Huxley, then Grim Grimley all oh, sort of like one after the other stand up go to walk past my father and stop just next to him and place my hand on him. You notice he sort of like clutches onto the sort of side of your trousers, like holding on, not looking up at you though. I hope however long, how much, however much longer that you live for that you are able to come to peace with the actions that you've done as I have come to peace with my anger towards you. And then I'll just walk through the door. He holds on to your leg, but, you know, weakly, sort of meekly. As you pull away, it sort of like gets pulled out of his hand and he just sort of falls. You don't look back and step up. I take it as I step through the void, my visage will go back to the elderly more elderly the half elf and I'll just all come through and I'll be oh <clears throat> are we done I feel done the one sprightly form of Alaric transformed uh, to his usual self and he asked are we done I feel done not wait one two not quite. Thanks. You're on your own in your empty. Before you ever were let out by a lark, before you could create character in your lantern, when it was just an empty husk, where only you could sit in there and do one job, which was to light the lantern of your prison. Alone, you sort of sit in the middle of this room. You can see out the only half entertainment that's ever been in this place for the years and years and years that you sat here, tortured, watching the horde, hoping someone would come and defeat the dragon. You're on your own. You're alone. You, you're muted. <laughs> so this is before everything happened then. So um, rather than all the coffee boxes everywhere, it would just be an empty scene. No sauna, nothing, no amenities, just a blank, um, empty uh, rectangle. And in one corner, Blaze would just be sitting there with their 
kind of in their feet or you know kind of wrapped up in themselves in the corner and weirdly dim around where blaze is sitting but bright everywhere else as they're doing their job to i think you you know you could see that they're they're too afraid to look at the glass and look what's out there now being here for so long seeing people many people get close to killing the dragon and many people failing and it's it's too much now it's, you can't turn that tv off door opens the brain appears to you in front of the glass where you're sort of almost avoiding that glance to look up but you can almost feel the warmth of your friends faces looking at you inside of your little lantern I think it would take a while for anything to start moving. But then slowly the light would recede from away from Blaze and start to coalesce and re-energize their form. And then it'd be a <clears throat> and then walk silently over and straight towards Alaric and just kind of stand shoulder to leg. <laughs> Feeling physical contact you're all back together you have firewood in your hand <laughs> oh you're muted Liz uh, reignited Blaze returns with the firewood they so very kindly said they would get <laughs> sorry it took a while don't worry so I've been oh. given this and I'll hand out the scroll. I believe this is where we write the ending that we want. Something tells me the Prattler won't stop us writing what we want to happen. Unable to close the door to Blaze's lantern, the heat started to seep out into the library, singeing areas nearby. I'll start writing it down. <laughs> so that's so my input. Anyone else? Alaric grabs wood while the flames begin licking up the bookshelves. Alaric moves to a particular section, picks up a small handful of books, puts them within a satchel that he carries, whispers goodbye, and rejoins his friends. Tine, the wordsmith within, I, I feel them bubbling with inspiration. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you no, wish for a little no more time to, to think about it, I can ask Grimnir first. One moment, just one moment. Okay. Grimnir. In this instance, the pen will be mightier than the sword. Uh, I know that's hard for you to understand, but 
If you have anything to input, now's the time. Um. And at the end, you just say, like, we're, like, somewhere in there. Like, well. I want to say they lived happily ever after, but, like, that's... That's not really how things go, right? But they, I don't know. They lived ever after? Nope, that's not, because then we're immortal? I don't, that's a lot of pressure. I don't, I don't want to do that. They survived um, safely. They lived? <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that, actually. They lived. Well, that's establishing one thing. We're not going to die, so that's good. Yes, thank you, Grimnir. <laughs> I've got it. As the heroes walked away from the crumbling, burning library, Dine looked back at the blue blaze and swore an oath of vengeance against the Prattler for doing this to her and her friends. As Tine vowed this vengeance, Huxley did think that he forgave the Prattler for some of the deeds, pitied him especially. Like all the other doors that opened, one more appeared. A door to a very special place. The secret area in the Blackstaff Library where the book club was. Uh, the entire group walked through. And, dear reader, you guessed it. They were back where they should be. And I suppose they lived. And that's where we'll leave it. With the party stepping out back into their little secret piece of heaven. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for that. Well, for me, just a fantastic last session. That was emotional, that was funny, that was a difficult combat, but it could have gone so many different ways. Um, but that was a nice show. Um, If you enjoyed tonight, we play every Monday and Tuesday from 6 p.m. Um, GMT BST um, slash 10 a.m. PT PST. Um, you can also join us on Friday again from the same time as we talk together, our chat show where we interview our players. We've got one coming up soon just about this show as well. Um, DMs and other TTRPG industry voices are also sort of talked about and we chat with. Um, all of our shows are streamed at twitch.tv slash RPG, and you can find all of our content archived at youtube.com slash RPG. There are also podcasts versions of all of our shows everywhere. So just search RPG and you'll find us. Um, a massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. There's a link in chat. Do join us. Every penny helps us make the content that we do. A big thanks to our sponsors again. Um, and don't forget, we're all over social media, Roll Together RPG. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.